Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. I injured myself playing tennis again yesterday. Oh my God, Brian. Not bad. Just like my like hip sort of and my legs. If It's not like an injury where I'll have to be in bed, but I I just pushed myself. So part of me is proud because I was like running into the wall. I was like grunting and screaming. You were running into the wall, a literal yeah. wall? <laughs> yeah, a couple of times because someone would hit a ball out wide. And I, it's like, what, I'm so slow. Like it takes, like I'll see the ball and then it takes my body like a couple seconds to just register what direction I should run. And then I run. And then once I start, I'm like a rhinoceros or something. I just like can't stop. Wow. And was everyone like, woo, like go Brian? Uh, no, I mean, it was par for the course. I mean, my coach did say something like, you okay there, big guy? <laughs> oh, wow. That must have felt good. <laughs> and then there was, but there's another guy that's literally like Gumby. He's so flexible. And he did like, um, he like fell on his knees and he like pulled his fingernail back and had to get a band Oh, that's so disgusting. And then he did like a, he like, he, there was like a long ball and he actually hit uh, a ball between his legs over the night. It was really exciting. So I couldn't compete with that. That sounds really exciting. But um, yeah, so then I just, um, and then I'm on such a high after tennis, Yeah. but then I get so hungry. So I went to Del Taco mm. and got, have you tried the new stuffed quesadilla tacos? No, but I do think they look really good. Muta bene. So okay. just like, just like Abuelita used to make. So good. <laughs> the stuff, <laughs> The stuff, the stuff quesadilla tacos. Yeah. They're so, cause it's like, they're so cheap and you get, it's like basically like two whole full size chicken fingers. Yeah. Inside a tortilla. And then they put like their like creamy, like queso or whatever. And, and then in another tortilla, but then they also put like your, the shredded cheese too. So it's like shredded mm -hmm. cheese and the queso and like two full, um, chicken fingers it's that so sounds... good they're so good I'm gonna have to go and get that I it's well you know I'm a huge fan of the Taco Bell cheesy gordita crunch yeah this and it is, yeah. kind of reminds me of that like melted cheese in bread out that is used to wrap something else S similar vibes but like um the fact because Taco Bell it's sort of like always like a little like mystery meat 
Mm. And these have like real, real honest to goodness chicken fingers, like straight from the earth. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well. Um, so I, yeah, I had that uh, and then made myself an old, you know, tequila soda. And drifted Ooh. off to slumber. You are living life to its fullest. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the fullest anyone can live their life. I had a uh, frozen California pizza kitchen uh, barbecue chicken pizza from Target. Ooh, like Target <laughs> brand? No, it was, bar- it was uh, California, oh, California pizza, pizza kitchen brand, mm. but I bought it at Target. Those are pretty good. It was a, you know, it was a departure for me. I'm not a big frozen pizza gal. I don't do it very often. But, um, you know, I was at Target and I thought, fuck it. You know, I can have a, I can eat this. And if you're going to, if you're going to get a frozen pizza, you might as well go big and get the, the real honest to goodness CPK. The name brand. Yes. Cause those things aren't cheap compared with the other frozen pizzas. No, but compared to but compared with the CPK oh, part yeah. of chicken pizza from the restaurant, it's very cheap. And is the CPK, is there still a CPK in Burbank or did that close along with the Chevys? That's a good question. That was what my favorite, very tragic. I'm, it's, it's really sad when you think about like the wasted potential, but that was my favorite date night with Brian. I'd be <laughs> like, let's go to CPK. And then go to a movie in the basement AMC there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or any of them. But like, you know, that would be ideal because it's the closest one. I'll be there in just a few hours. What are you seeing, Dune? No, we're seeing Dune tomorrow night. Uh, I'm seeing uh, French Dispatch today. Oh, God. Everything is like coming out so quickly. I like. Yeah, it's like. I'm just like been checked out all week. You have have to to stay on top of it because there's like at least like two or three big movies coming out every day or every week. Um, well, I'm definitely seeing Halloween kills this weekend. That's my priority. Oh, fun. We saw it. Um, we just saw it at home. Which I want to go see it in the theater. That's yeah. I, I, it got bad reviews. I really liked it. I thought it was good. People who I respect who will remain nameless because they're extremely toxic, but I respect their opinions <laughs> on movies. Uh, like it. Oh, okay. So, um, so that's good. Or at least maybe I don't respect them, but I trust their. Sure. Taste. Sure. Um, and uh what else was i gonna say oh yeah brian saw dune without me he didn't even ask which i actually appreciate because i i honestly don't want to see it i mean i i know it's like a big movie and zendaya and timothy chalamet and everything and oscar isaac but i just i really don't I really don't want to. Yeah, I'm fine. Like John just read the book for the first time. I've never actually even seen the David Lynch version. So I'm going into it absolutely cold. But um, I guess I want to see it more just because I know this is going to fucking be like our life for the pa- for the next 20 years. It's just like a Dune movie coming out every so often. So it might well, as well get Brian on Brian is like in an absolute tizzy because they didn't shoot part two at the same time. And he's afraid that they're not going to make one because it's not because it's going to flop. He no, loved they'll do it. it. I don't think it, it's not really. I mean, it's not being, you know, it's not doing huge, huge, but it's not flopping. They'll definitely make the second one. Okay, that's good. Um, Brian, um, he, lo- he loved it. He loved it, but like he was going to love it no matter yeah. what. Like I can't trust him on it because he's like, obs- well, that's not true. He he might have hated it if it was really bad, but 
he like is obsessed with dune there are like a lot of dune books like not just dune he like has he's like read them all we have like so many dune books here and do you have the dune uh board game I don't know. I don't. My dad had it when I I remember the Dune board game when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) just checking. Yeah, we have it. If you ever want to play it, Uh, yeah, I mean that'll be quite nostalgic for me. That's the only thing I. That's the only frame of reference I have of of Dune are the little cards of the characters in the board game. I know nothing else. I can't believe I just looked up and just saw it right (laughs) in my lineup. So anyway, so Brian was like, Brian totally loved it. Um, I guess I'll see it. I don't know. I mean, I've seen all the like, I, you know, I Brian has really like expanded my my scope of knowledge in terms of like science fiction fantasy sure. in general, which is just like not my thing. I've always sort of hated Dune because when I was in eighth grade, I had to read a science fiction book and I didn't want to read any of them. And my mom was like, you have to read Dune, the only good one. And I was like, I don't want to read this. And it's was like, so long. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I can't read this. And I think I just like didn't read it. And just like, I don't remember what happened if I like, like phones. I just remember that being like a very tr- like trying period of my life. I was like, yeah. I can't read this fucking book. I was like, this is, I don't know what's happening. Like I felt really stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cause it's, it was a huge for like baby boomers. It wasn't just like a science fiction, a science fiction story. Like everyone loved it. Like it was like a, was it commenting on the baby boomer lifestyle or something? Like why do people love it so much? Brian said that it was like, it came out at the height of like psychedelic arts and it's like very psychedelic. So I think that's like a big part of why people like it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I guess like people like it because it's like trippy. Okay, well. And it is, I do the main plot, which Brian has told me, so I don't have to know anything else about it. Um, it's a little like Trumpy. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's like all of those, like Lord of the Rings. They're all like, you know, fighting fascism or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't want to say too much. No, so. no, no. We, yeah, I'm sure our our fan base is, I'm sure, super psyched for Dune. Well, they might be psyched for like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya in a movie. Yeah, they're cute. I mean, it's a good, like, I'm, you know, Oscar Isaac is. Oscar Isaac is my, would be my main draw for that as well. But we're old. Is, is his name Timothy? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It it is. (laughs) No, I just, I'm always scared that I'm saying it. Like, I'm always afraid that when people, when I say Timothy, like, it's just spelled like that. And people say it that way to be an asshole. And then when I'm saying it like that, I'm being, unconsciously being an asshole too. You know what I mean? No, I think I think uh, I think you really are supposed to say it that way because he okay. is. Okay, that's of, good. I just didn't know. I was just asking. Of French extraction. Okay. Uh, well, another big piece of culture came out this weekend. <laughs> bigger than our personal than Dune. Dune. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, it just came out last night, so we'll have a big roundup of it next week. But I yeah. I don't know about you. I haven't even gotten a chance to watch one episode yet. Have I we? haven't even literally yeah started. So, Next week, guys, sorry for the wait if you guys have already binged. 
Uh, Have you already binged? It came out yesterday. It came out, but some people, so this is, of course, if you don't know, um, loves what's it called love sex and goop what the fuck is it yeah it's something i mean i feel like it's like i don't know love sex and goop it's like season two colon love sex and goop yeah sex love sex love and goop okay sex love and goop season one so it's not wait what it's not (gasps) continuing goop lab it's a completely different show okay do you think that this has to do with elise uh it might because I think Elise was like a producer on the Goop Lab. And so I think they wanted to really start fresh. Yeah. They did not want to have that box office poison attached to this thing. So I think she is. is. Yeah. I think this is completely different. Yeah. Because this is more like, um, as far as I know, this is more like you're following these different couples who have different sexual issues. And it's more about the couples than, than like Gwyneth or Elise, like, you know, telling shit. And whoever came up with this idea is a lot smarter about TV than whoever came up with the first yeah. one. The first one being obviously Elise. The second one being, I don't know, maybe Gwyneth herself, maybe Brad and Ryan got involved. Sure. I don't know who's thinking of it, but like the idea of like following actual people that you're going to care about instead of just like goop staffers doing like a, a wellness yeah. fear factor, which is like what the first season was. Like if they're doing like, if it's like actual people like doing something challenging and intimate and weird and like complicated, I think that's like obviously going to be a better show. Yeah. And this is, this uh, type of show fits in so well with the other like Netflix sort of reality type things. Like um, John, my husband is really into uh, love on the spectrum right now, which is like people with autism dating and having sex and stuff. So I feel like if you like that type of thing, like, about relationships or whatever you're even if you're not like a goop person you might be interested in this whereas like yeah the first i think it's step- something that has it has like crossover appeal yeah. because it's like even if you think gwyneth paltrow is crazy like there are going to be some people who are like so provoked and titillated by like real couples talking about having sex with each other that they're going to just like want to see what it is yeah uh and i wonder i'm sure like on our netflix when we when we turn it on there'll be a big picture of gwyneth but like there's such there's like such a specific algorithm now for netflix that if you don't like gwyneth you might not even like know that she's involved if you click on it is that true well i'm she's in the show so you will eventually see it but i bet like the little thumbnail i bet there will be one thumbnails with gwyneth and thumbnails without gwyneth depending it'll be like one of the couples yeah it'll be one of the couples exactly um yeah i'm actually kind of like hyping myself up to watch this show now i wasn't that excited about it but now that i talked about it a little bit it sounds really good yeah it could be i mean i don't usually watch couple shows like those like i don't watch really dating shows or any of the stuff i i know you do so this will be right up your alley yeah well i mean i like dating shows that are where the people on them are like so deeply mentally ill mm-hmm. and like so disturbing and it's sort of like a like a grand guignol like parody of like heterosexual norms like that's when I like which is obviously only I'm talking about the bachelor the bachelorette which I actually haven't watched in I think it peaked when Colton finally came out as gay like that was because you know that one of the bachelors is gay yes I did which I you may remember I told you I was like the new bachelor is gay oh that's right and you were like he's he's like out and I was like no but he's a virgin yeah, for yeah. no reason. And then he, and and then the he came out. I mean, his name's He's, Colton. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And um, 
yeah, poor Colton. He really freaked out um, one time uh, on the show. It doesn't matter. It's The Bachelor. But the thing is, I, I, the they had this like old bachelorette. She's not old. She was like thirty nine, but she was the oldest bachelorette, and everyone was like, "The oldest bachelorette. She's gonna be da da da." And I was so excited for like representation of like the over thirty five mm-hmm. women on Bachelorette, and this woman was so. I don't even remember her name. I made an alt Twitter defending, like talking about it. I was so upset. She was so, she was so fucked up. Okay. Like she got treated so poorly and treated everyone else so poorly. It was so ugly. It was during the pandemic. It was, I mean, it's still the pandemic. I know it was like during lockdown, they were at like a La Quinta or something. Cause they couldn't go to the normal mansion because of, of covid oh i remember hearing about this, that like, weird hotel and there was like nothing for them to do and it was just like these all of these people like spinning their wheels and just like the fights were so much more vicious like it was so dark i was like i think i i have finally bottomed out on this mm. like i cannot go lower than like this guy like cussed her out and like called her all these names and like made i was like I would never want a woman like you. Like I would never want my daughter to see anyone who acts like you. I don't expect so much more from the oldest bachelorette. Wow. And I was like, I can't watch a show where like a woman's getting talked to like this by a mm. man. Like I can't watch this. And then, but then she like really was really fucked up. And like, she just like torpedoed the whole show and was like, I'm actually like going to like, leave the show right now and like marry this guy after like the first episode and it was just like I I was like I this is so chaotic I cannot watch this like it's too depressed it's too upsetting yeah that sounds rough especially like at the height of the pandemic when everyone's sort of in a vulnerable emotional place anyway yeah like it didn't feel like escapism anymore it just felt like I mean, I think that I got the thing out of it that you get from like Vanderpump rules. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, just like I get now now on Vanderpump rules, I'm so Stockholm syndrome that I'm just I just watch it completely unironically like, oh, these are my friends. Like I it's <laughs> I've gone completely the other direction where it's just like, oh, catching up with my friends every Tuesday. But that see, I think that like it also like something about like those popcorn ceilings and those like really disturbing like drinking patterns they made they gave me anxiety like yeah. i didn't want to have those types of flashbacks oh, yeah, that's but I years think ago. That you, now they all live in these you know beautiful valley village mcmansions so now it's like normal Bravo it's show. like a house they're like slightly long, younger housewives yeah maybe i'll check anyway out, I yeah I, I mean the, there's been so much going on probably since you last left that i i don't know that I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Jumping in now might be tough, but, uh, Valley village is also like a weird place for a reality show to take to be. Well, they still, yeah, they go, I mean, they they are hanging out in Valley village, but then they still drive over the hill to, to hang out at, you know, cause the Tom's no, I mean, Tom's own Tom, Tom, and they're, they're about to open their second place 
Uh, and then a couple of the younger new cast members still nominally work at Sir, but like it's not like the it's not like they're making you know Sheena or Ariana like put on a Sir uniform. They've they've given that up completely. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we've gotten just wildly off topic here. I think it's okay. It's okay. Um, but next week, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. The the reviews are actually good. It has a 72 on Metacritic. Um, all the fucking TV reviewers are careful to like write a big novel about how dangerous Goop has been for women for the past ten years, and then this is like the only good thing that's ever come out of Goop. Blah, oh, blah, blah. shut up! They all say that, yeah. These dummies. Who cares? This is the only good thing. Well, maybe if you actually read it, you would know that this is like so on brand for them. Yeah, yeah. No, because these like people. The most, it's whatever. Yeah, they just they see the you know vagina egg news. Uh, new stories and that's all they think Goop is. It's, it's really sad. sad. It's really sad. They I feel sorry for them. Yeah, I feel sorry for them too. Uh, other than that, I mean, this fucking week was just all about this shit. Oh, the, oh quickly, uh, for a little more Bravo Gwyneth crossover, Gwyneth was on Watch What Happens Live last night promoting the show. Mm. Um, I only, it, the whole episode wasn't online yet, so I only got to see some clips but uh andy you know he's a he's a fun interviewer so gwyneth talks about um her alleged friendship with kelly ben simone that kelly remember like when kelly got into the fight with yes. bethany blah 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 and she was like what about my friend gwyneth? friend gwyneth so gwyneth did a definitely like a mariah carey i don't know her look that's amazing good for her thank um, you that's yeah. see, like that's who else is going to do that for you? <laughs> Who else is going to go on that show? I mean, that was like, what? That was like seven years ago. Oh, it, it was like 10 years ago. 10 yeah, years it was ago. so long ago. Uh, and she's like, just so you know, I don't know that girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she just hasn't even thought about it. No, well, she and probably, I she. I don't think she ever even knew, like, I don't think she watches Housewives. So I think Andy showed her the clip and she was just utterly confused. I love that. Um, he also asks her about her rivalry with Martha Stewart and if, because Martha Stewart did her like conscious coupling cake or whatever. So then Goop, of course, came back and did their jailbird cake. And Oh, I didn't even know that. See, Andy is like, so like, he just has such a good detector of like women fighting with each yeah. other. Like who even knew about, like, I did not know that. Well, no, we did. We talked about it a long time ago briefly, but we, I mean, we talked about so many fucking things It's in yeah. one or out the other. Um, and then the third one, she had no idea. And I almost sort of felt bad for her because she's, he's like, uh, so Glenn close recently had an interview where she says, um, Fernanda Montenegro deserved the Oscar the year that you won. <laughs> <laughs> for do you remember that movie um central i think it's called central station and it's like it was just like an old lady i don't remember what it was about okay. but anyway she was up for that year and i don't know why glenn close is being interviewed about the 1999 oscars like now but she was she probably just brought it up for no reason and gwyneth had never heard hadn't heard that before and she genuinely seemed a little hurt that glenn close thinks she shouldn't have won the oscar so i, I felt mean, bad. yeah like wouldn't that hurt your feelings yeah yeah isn't that like, the point of saying that to her but i well i guess i i don't know i would hope that gwyneth would have a sense of humor and say like well yeah she should have won she was like a you know a great actress and i was a 25 i don't know but maybe she doesn't 
she thinks why she would won. you i why would she have to say yeah i shouldn't have won the thing that i won <laughs> no you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> um but i'm curious yeah i'm curious to watch the whole episode gwyneth was not in the watch what happens live studio unfortunately she was being um zoomed in from brentwood but you know the last one i watched he was interviewing jane fonda and i think he really pissed her off at some point she started getting really mean and like for real in that way that like old ladies are oh really like she was like i don't know what he said but something changed in the vibe and she just went you look fantastic you look so good have you lost weight and it sent this chill down my spine because it's like it, it's mean in the exact way that like my grandma would have been mean or her mm-hmm. like really mean sister. <laughs> like <laughs> just like these like mean old ladies who like know how to like lure you in and then smack you down. Yeah. And it just like gives you it just like causes so much anxiety. I don't know. I can't handle any of this shit anymore. I'm like, just just leave me alone, everybody. I don't want to watch like mean old ladies and no, I know mean that- men provoking them yeah well i think like if you don't know andy cohen's interview style you can be maybe a little taken aback because he does he does really ask like questions that people want to know and yeah uh, i remember watching there was one that was like deborah winger and i don't even know what she was promoting but she hated him so much and they basically had to stop the interview because she was just so pissed off at him i don't get it like i mean i think i like yes he's like a little bit um you know, he asks like hard hit, harder hitting questions, I guess, than you would normally expect from a show like that. And they're like a little bit saucy and they're like intended to provoke, but they're also usually done in a way that you should be able to like laugh them off or like throw them back in his face. Like it's not, it's not serious. It's not like Barbara Walters after Oscar special or something. No, it's, they're not gotcha. Like you can easily just make a face or say no comment like it's very he doesn't he he'll just not gonna push yeah 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 Yeah. but i think some of these especially older actresses that are like lionized by the society like jane fonda now is i mean rightly she's like an amazing icon but like i don't think she's used to people being anything less than like 100 percent deferential to her yeah and they've also at that point probably done so many like these are people who've been on like letterman and leno and like johnny carson and like all of these like late night shows and they're so easy for them and they probably are like what the fuck when someone asks something that isn't just like tell me about your new thing and like you're this amazing person like you know yeah uh but gwyneth you know she has a great sense of humor so she had a good time yeah you can't ruffle her feathers what did she say like if you're gonna come with if you're gonna fuck with me bring your a game or like what did she say (laughs) i don't remember she said something like that like if you're gonna talk shit to us bring your a game there was like a famous i mean not famous was that about about goop someone talking shit it might have been about um the vagina doctor Uh, oh jen gunter is freaking out now because gwyneth is actually getting like good reviews from like the sexual health community or whatever for the show oh my god and so now but, she <laughs> now she has she, like, literally go become an OBGYN yeah. and like put her out of business so <laughs> she's like hey remember when she had this anti-vaxxer on goop for two years blah 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 like no one talks about that now she's just like spiraling yeah sorry like sometimes people grow and change Jen maybe you should try it sometime oh she just got her um booster shot and she third. Took a, yeah, she took a selfie next to a cardboard cutout of Dr. Fauci. 
Oh my God. And like her fans are truly the most psychotic women on the internet. Cause they're all like, um, all of her fans, like they're, they're like Avies and they're like, their screen names on Twitter are like, you know, Meredith house of Pfizer. And they all are just like horrifying looking. They're probably like all her, I'm sure she has at least 20 alts at least. Oh, yeah. And she interacts with herself. I guarantee you that's happening. Well, and of course the biggest alt is her own boyfriend who- Her own boyfriend. Now I'm a hundred percent sure that he's not a real person. He's not real. Dr. Dr. Jenna Jason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jen, you know, got her fucking booster shot. So can't, can't kill her with the coronavirus. Why did she get it? Because she's a doctor. I guess she gets, I guess she gets it early, but anyone can get it. Like you can just, you can just go and say whatever and they'll give it to you. Yeah. But like, I'm sure she didn't do that. No, she got it at her. Cause she's like still part of UCSF. So I think she like went to UCSF and got it. Okay. Even though I'd love to know when the last time she fucking delivered a baby was. Probably never. Never. I don't know. All right. Um, Oh, before we do the newsletters, I want to do a little Brian's book corner. Okay. I'm reading this novel and I think anyone who listens to Goop Yourself would really like it. I'm sort of surprised it's not on the Goop uh, book club thing. It's called Leave Society by Tao Lin. And um, he's like a young, he was sort of like a cool, like hipster author about 10 years ago that wrote about like drugs and like living in New York, sort of like a millennial Hunter S. Thompson for lack of a better term. And I liked his books in my twenties, but he hadn't written one in forever. So now um, this is his first book in 10 years. It's called Leave Society you know, I'm grown up, he's grown up. And so his, and he always has sort of the same, it's all auto fiction. So like his characters are basically versions of himself. So in this book, he's someone who used to be into drugs, but now he's totally gotten into like wellness stuff, crazy. And Mm -hmm. his, um, he's like Taiwanese American and his parents still live in Taiwan. So he goes to Taiwan uh, to visit his parents. And in that culture, as a, like an adult child, you're, sort of supposed to like take care of your parents in their old age. So they want him to take care of them. So he says, I will only take care of you if you do all of this crazy wellness stuff that I'm doing. (laughs) So it's like these like old Chinese people having to like do all of these like juice cleanses and um, like getting their mercury teeth fillings out and like doing weird massages and stuff. Oh my God. That's really funny. It's very good. It's very good so far. Um, Cool. But yeah, I just wanted to mention it if anyone wants to read it. I'm I'm like a hundred pages in. Well, thanks for the rep. Um and yeah, because now I'm like totally back to reading novels after my year of not being able to. Okay. Yeah, I was like not reading anything at all during um like lockdown, basically. I was but I like listened to a lot of uh audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But that was I like couldn't I couldn't really read anything. Yeah, it was tough. Like really hard to read anything. Anyway. Um okay. So shall we do the old newsletters? Let's do it. All righty. What was your best of the week? So I don't know. Um, I just wanna start off by saying that 
I, this is the week that I like fully recommit myself to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> um, like I, uh, like I love her. I want to like embrace her as like my role model. Like I pledge allegiance to her and like, I want to just, I just want to like fully embrace that. Cause I feel like, you know, do I always embrace that as much as I should? I don't think I do. I feel like I like, I like run from it. I overanalyze it. And I feel like that's like a self-esteem problem. Like I'm just going to try to like literally be exactly like her now, except for, you know, not be an actress and not be like a lifestyle vlogger, but just like buy all the stuff and like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna emulate anyone in this world, why not emulate the best? Why not go for the best? And also like, I've literally been obsessed with her since I was like 13 and I've always been like one day, but I've, I've never even thought like one day I'd be like that. I was like, one day I'll like really try to like copy her, (laughs) but I've always been too afraid to even go there, but now I'm doing it. Okay. So my best of the week and something that I really enjoyed was just like Gwyneth's outfit to the screening of love, sex, and goop. Oh, do I know who made it? No. Was it G label? I don't think so. Do I love it? Yes. It's like a beautiful white, like, um, like ribbed sweater. Um, I, and a matching skirt with like white suede boots. If I wore this, would I look good? I don't know. Probably not, (laughs) but she does. And it's the vibe that I'm appreciating. And like, it's just so cozy, so fall, but like so elegant, so special. I love that she chose white. Like she's the bride. Like this is her wedding night. Oh, Aggie, you would look great in this outfit. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh, this is, yeah, this is pretty. It's, it's really nice. It's like sophisticated, but come, but cozy at the same time. And I'm like, okay, like here's outfit number one for me to get obsessed with. Like for step one, find out who made it. (laughs) Step two, copy it and copy all of her stuff and then just keep going and turn it into a snowball effect. Yeah. You could get a knockoff of this thing. Let's see. I could get a knockoff of it. And also like that is, it's pretty forgiving with that thing that like ties in the front. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't see, yeah, I'm on a, now I'm on a website called twofab.com. I don't think there's a credit for who made the dress. Oh, and Demi Moore came. She's also in a white frock. Demi looks great. I feel like if you're going to a Gwyneth Paltrow event, you're going to like just hedge your bed and just put on something yeah. white, you know? Lake Bell. White, yeah, Lake Bell was there. Two. Um, looking also fun and having fun with a sex claw yeah yeah oh boy using it as a head scratcher uh um all right well my best was also Gwyneth related I guess as this entire podcast is but it was it was her interview about her sleep routine oh I loved it what Um, is her sleep routine okay so it's the article is called Gwyneth on orgasms before bed and her sleep routine but it's really don't worry it's not that much about orgasms okay so um it was just a survey 
she was interviewed by someone who works for her. So someone in Goop that just interviewed her. Uh, where does your nighttime routine start? So she says, I eat dinner very early, um, which has been great for my health and digestion. I also try to eat early. Uh, mm-hmm. Not going to f- sleep on a full stomach has been a game changer for my sleep. I also don't mm-hmm. drink alcohol that much anymore. Confirm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you attribute your rising aura ring scores to? So I guess Gwyneth's aura ring scores are rising. Uh, yes, I notice my recovery is completely different when I drink and go to bed full. What happens after dinner? She has a bath. She uses her bath soaks a lot. So she does martini. She does nurse. She does phys ed. Um, and then she also does another back so- bath soap called Persoma Tubmarine, which I think we talked about recently. Mm-hmm. Um, then she does her skincare She'll scrub with Goop Glow, scrub every day, even though technically you're not supposed to do it every day. She does. Um, she has a cup of tea. She says she likes celestial seasoning, sleepy time, which is nostalgic. And then also a bunch of fancy $5 million teas that her friends make. Mm-hmm. Um, then she does Goop Jean's face oil. Then she does Goop Jean's face cream and then eye cream if she remembers. Wait, so she breaks her routine in half. So first she like scrubs and then she goes and has a cup of tea and then she does yes. like, oh, okay. Because I think you want the scrub to sort of set in there for a while oh. and then you do your cup of tea and then you do the rest of your routine. Okay, that's nice. And then supplements at night. She does a probiotic, sometimes magnesium, one magnesium for sleep and one for digestion. And then occasionally she'll do a, a goop sleep chew if she's stressed and she needs sleeping. Okay. Um, gut super powder, she says she only does in the morning. And then, then she does cocoa floss, Philips electric toothbrush. And oh, and all this is before 8.30. Cause she says at 8.30, she and Brad get into bed together. Early. And, yeah, early. Um, she's loving the Britney Spears documentary. She watches Forensic Files and she cuddles with Brad every night. And then sleep mask, earplugs, flashlight, just in case there's an earthquake. That's cute. She's so fun. Yeah. And then um, they ask what is on your nightstand. She's reading a book about sleep called Why, Why We Sleep. <laughs> I doubt that's true. Yeah. And then glasses, lip balm sex oil and love oil and a glass of water is on her bed spread. What more do you need? Um, she also divulges that she's normally naked when she goes to bed. Mm. And she, then she talks about sex stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to get into it. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I mean, what does she say? She says, uh, they ask, how do you see sleep, stress, sexual health, and desire is connected? And then she goes into her little thing, you know, libido tends to decrease with age, post-children, blah, blah, blah. Um, then she she plugs the DTF vitamins. Um, do you believe orgasms help us sleep? Yes, I really believe that. Gerda wrote a story about the health benefits of orgasm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and she Gerda said- shout out. She says orgasm, not orgasms, like how people say migraine. I have migraine. Wow. So orgasm is um, beneficial to your health. Uh, She doesn't really go into details about her and Brad's sex life, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. Um, But then she says, you know, they do whatever. And then she's asleep by nine, nine 15 at the latest. 
And she probably gets up so early. So early. But like rich people go to bed so early. Yeah, because they don't they don't have a care in the world. They're, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even if I don't know. Like I, I I'm like a pretty early to bed, early to rise guy, but like 915 is like psychotic. I do that occasionally if I was up really early and like my day was incredibly stressful and hard which is probably what her life is like like yeah I guess she's just going 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 yeah wakes up really early just like goes and I bet you by nine she's like so tired yeah no she must be because like if yeah if I went to if I it would be like forcing myself to go to bed that early but then I guess if I'm she's probably getting up at five in the morning and like going 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 yeah until until dinner so I guess I guess it's a lot, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, good for her. Good for her. As we say here on the pod, good for her. But like, yeah, so she does goop glow, scrub, goop scrub, then oil, cream, eye cream with the break, the tea break in between. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, all right. What was your worst? Uh, my worst was... Okay, initially, whatever. I don't actually want to say what my worst was because it was like really just like a stupid like talking about the show and it's like not really that that important. I'm not crazy about the word sexological. I just like don't like, care for it. No. I don't like the way that they're talking about sex on the show, which I know is the whole point of it. Not that they're talking about it too much. I, I'm going to move on. I'm just going to briefly note this. But like how you mentioned how she says orgasm instead of orgasms or like in general, the way they talk about like how you feel in your body, it's all giving me like PTSD flashbacks to being in like movement class for theater. And I always hated those classes so much. I never understood them. And I, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. It's like, it's become, I mean, so clinical and like that, yeah, the language of wellness has uh, con- like as infused in the language of sex and it, it just, to me, at least, it's like very unsexy to talk about things that way. And I guess other people don't feel the same way. I don't know. When I hear it, I just feel like I'm cold. I'm on a dirty floor. And I'm like, what am I supposed to feel like? Because I'm just having these like, I'm like, what? what's the point of this? Anyway, Yeah. but that's just me thinking about my teenage years. My actual best that I decide, I mean, worst um, is I feel like I have... <laughs> to use my sexual parlance blue balls (laughs) from this thing that's called the goop starter kit you know i click on the goop starter kit and it is very comprehensive there's the goop glow and all the products that i need there's of course my goop sex life of like i need the vibrator the oil the just the sex issue from goop press which like i don't even know what the fuck that even is it's like a magazine that they we, have i i have one in my house the, how do they still have a copy of that there you can buy them on the website god they're still printing them jesus christ I, probably not they're probably just like the old ones <laughs> yeah, they still have. then there are like a few you know pairs of jeans and t-shirts like some clothes that you might want to get your supplements and powders your workout gear your clean makeup, like a whole list, like a couple of stuff, a couple things for your, for your bedroom, for the shower, like a lot of things comprehensive. But if you're going to tell me that you have a goop starter kit, 
I want a goop starter kit. I'm saying make it. I want to be able to buy a box the same way I can go on like Thrive Market and get a paleo starter kit or a yeah, keto yeah. starter kit or a whole 30 star kit. I want a goop starter kit. I want it to have a couple of products. I want it to have maybe a shirt or something. I want it to have some scented things. I want it to have whatever vitamins, a few supplements here and there. Charge whatever you want. Charge $500. I don't care, but make put it all in a box. Yeah, it seems like the simplest thing. And like, it would be such a good gift for people who are new to Goop. And yeah, you have like, you know, a few powders, a couple chews, you know, a candle, a shirt. Um, and then you do like, you know, face cream and oil and then like a scrub. And yeah, charge charge $10,000. People will buy Put it. A, slap a price tag on it. Yeah. Even and I'll know, find add a vibrator a to, to it. it. Put a vibrator in it. People will yeah. put a vibrator and I don't give a shit. Look, I bought a car, right? Yeah. I got an apartment. I can get your box. I can get it if I want it. I can get it. So fucking make it. Yeah, you can have financing. You can have, uh, you know, take out a loan. I take out a loan. You know, just like, you know, th 36 month, you know, APR, 4%. It, yeah, it's like buying a car. Yes, I will figure this out. Just give it to put, just make it and send it now. <sighs> anyway, so I was like a little bit disappointed because you know, a goop starter kit. What? I get all excited, click through. It's just another little list of stuff. Yeah. It's not buy. a kit. It's like, you still have to buy everything separately. That's not, I'm kit. not going to make my own kit. The point of a kit. I mean, I guess people assemble their own kits, but I shouldn't have to. I feel like that's part of what I'm paying for. Yeah. It's like when you go into seize candy, you can make your own box at the counter, or you could just yeah. buy the box. that's already there. Buy the pre-made box. It's the best one anyway. Yeah. It has a little bit of everything. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they know better than we do. Yeah. All right. My worst is the article on, and I'm sorry, this is not safe for work. Kink. Okay. <laughs> Oops, article on kink. Kink is a controversial subject now, which is- Is it controversial? I, thought... I always say it's, everyone's like so pro kink, but I guess it's not. It's not. I think people are pro it, but I think that a lot of people are just like, I don't really know. I feel like there's like a, a there's a constant conversation about like how much kink plays a factor into like your identity, like your sexual oh. like identity or whatever. Yeah, well, they actually do. This is the one part of the article that I actually maybe learned something. Okay. Um, so it says some kinks, but not all fall under BDSM because we've got gold handcuffs on this page we think it's obvious but important to say that this is for adult eyes blah 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 sexual play should be consensual um also for those wondering kink is different from a fetish so fetish describes oh. something that is a lifelong integral to a person's sexuality and needs to be present for that person to experience sexual pleasure really kink, yeah a kink may increase pleasure but pleasure doesn't depend on it so there are endless kinks. Kinks is like, you know, you're doing whatever, having fun. And fetish is like, oh, like I literally need, you know, your, I don't know, foot to be up my butt or whatever it is. <laughs> but what about like when people say like, oh, you're fetishizing like X, Y, or Z about like my body. Like people can have sex with someone who they aren't fetishizing in that way, but they when they have sex with you, they're fetishizing you. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I assume for people that really 
identify as like having a fetish it's like they only can get off if that whatever that fetish is is present interesting but yeah i don't know i don't know if we should trust goop let's um reach out to all of our fans in the kink and fetish communities and see what they have to say i don't think maybe there is crossover i mean i read dan savage for like all through high school and college so i feel like i but i've never heard that before but i may not have you know noticed i don't know um so goop of course is selling you all these kinky things and again you know sexual desire kink all this stuff is so obviously personal and everyone is attracted to different things so to me all this stuff just looks so stupid and it's like there's like a leather paddle and like a French tickler and like a, a little $300 whip from agent provocateur. Oh, that's nice. And, um, I mean, I just like that brand, a, you know, a ruler that says, teach me a lesson. <gasps> um, uh, these things called Oak hands, which What's that? are those the like, claws? Yeah. It looks like a back scratcher. Um, that's the thing that Lake Bell was scratching her head with. Yeah, well, I guess it's for sex. I don't seems, understand how you use it for sex, though. I mean, I think it's just, I don't think you're actually, like, using it for penetration. I think it's like you're just... No, sort of, it's wood. Yeah, you're just sort of, like, scratching your partner and that. I don't I don't know. It seems like a nice, comfortable thing. It doesn't really seem necessarily sexy. Well, I feel like most of this stuff is more, like, novelty gift-giving. I feel yeah. like a... Like... A, like I mean, it seems like an upscale bachelorette present totally. yeah. <laughs> or just like the kind of thing that like someone who's like funny might have like in their house. Sure. Sure. Like, but uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, but I'm sure people do you, I mean, I guess to me, it's like s- sexy. You want to be a little more like down and dirty and like go to like, if you want, like go to like the leather shop and just like buy some like sweaty ass garbage and you don't want to spend like $1,500, but maybe it's like my cheapness would be getting in the way of my orgasm. If I was just like thinking of, Oh God, these fucking, you know, blind, this blindfold was $1,300. I would just like freak. Oh, really? I feel sort of the opposite. Like if I was going to use something like that, well, I don't know. Like to me, if I had like anything from agent provocator I would want to I would want it to be like actual underwear like something I could actually wear Mm. because that stuff is so that and like La Perla are so expensive I would never buy those things but like if someone bought them for me I'd be so happy okay yeah but like I've definitely had people buy me sorry mom and dad if you're listening I've definitely had people buy me like crap from like Amazon and I've been like, fuck you for giving me this and been no. like, really offended by it. And like, I'm not going to, I don't want to put this on. Like, yeah. like I don't want to dress like some like disgusting tawdry slut. Like I don't want to wear something that costs like, I don't want to wear something that like smells like plastic. Like, I don't want that. Like if, if you're going to, if you're going to buy that, like make it at least expensive but then the thing is it's like if you're then gonna spend three hundred dollars on something from there then like i don't really want the whip like i want like a bra or something but that's just because like i want to wear it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no totally um 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe that's a well difference between men and women. Women, I don't know. I don't know. But like, well, I guess it's like if you well, yeah, because like I feel like women like their whole thing is like like the I gift. Like the whole thing the is, like, is you are of, desired. Yeah, like you want to make yourself as desirable as possible, and it's like the whole fun of it is like you're like all dressed up and you're like wearing the stuff and like someone is like putting all this attention on you and like giving you all this shit and like if some if if you're getting and it's like the nicer the stuff like the more they value you the more you're like I mean that's not necessarily a healthy way to think about it but like that might be one way some people think about it I got yeah but like I don't know if like I think a a a five dollar jock strap from uh like big five or whatever is way sexier than like a three hundred dollar jock strap from agent provocateur well yeah but it's like i mean anything can be sexy depending on like what's happening like who's wearing it and like whatever but like i just think that it's more like exciting and special if it's like more expensive (laughs) and also like it's just like beautiful like it's like the undergarment like the bras and stuff from like Jean Provocateur, like La Perla, like all these brands are like so fucking nice. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. It's like I, it's like the women like it. Like we like how we look in it. I think is the difference. Like it's not so much about like, oh, do you want to fuck me if I'm wearing this? Because like, you would, you want to fuck me if I'm wearing like the cheap crap you got off Amazon. Like I don't care that you want to fuck me in that. Like what do give me, pay me (laughs) my time. I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> um, you also can get a wearable panty vibrator. So your partner Those can things, give you orgasm whenever I, they desire. I remember there was this Dan Savage where this woman was like, I want to wear one thing, a thing like that. And like, we're horny about the dentist or something. I can't remember. It was like, oh, they yeah. were like obsessed with the dentist. So she was like, I want to go to the dentist and like my boyfriend's going to wait in the waiting room and he's going to like turn this thing, like this vibrator on and off, like while I'm sitting in the dentist chair. That's cool. It's like a remote control. Well, Dan Savage was like, okay, first of all, he's definitely going to know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Just think it would like blend into the sound of the drill or whatever. It's like, yeah, he's not, it's not going to be like so silent that he's not going to be able to like hear it. And also like, you're, it's like he's, if he doesn't consent to that, like that's really fucked up. Like you're like sexually assaulting him. Cause like he's not consenting to be. Oh, dentists are the fucking kinkiest people in the world. They would love it. Dentists? Yes. They're all freaks. People have like dentist shit that I do not understand at all. Like to me that is because they get off they get off on like putting people out you know (laughs) i feel like there are so many weird stories and like so many like um sitcom plot lines about like dentists like molesting their patient oh yeah that i mean that classic seinfeld episode there's a classic seinfeld there's a classic um uh golden girls Oh, I don't remember that one. Where Rose is getting, um, like, felt up by her dog. I mean, that's, like, a grotesque way to put it. But I feel like that's the way they would say it. Because <laughs> they're, like, the greatest generation. 
I, I um, mean, I think a, a, I guess a dentist could feel like assaulted or whatever, but I, I really think 95% of dentists are freaks and would be totally into it. I think almost anyone is like, I bet you like, sometimes I wonder like, what's the line between like normal, like day-to-day interaction and someone just like stripping their clothes off and just like fucking the, like any random person, like how, <laughs> like, or just like, or like murdering them or like anything, like how, like if, if you just like scratched a little bit, like how much, how quickly would like some random person go fully off the rails? Yeah. I mean, the line. I think a lot of people are just like waiting for the opportunity. Sure. Sure. Um, my, my dentists are a married couple and I really think they're kinky. (laughs) Just because that they're married dentists. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Who knows? There's a, yeah, I don't get it. To me, there's nothing less sexy than going to the dentist, but whatever. No, yeah, I don't really find it. I guess it's like that clinical, I don't know. I, I could see it. I could see Although it. last time I went to the dentist, I did pay an extra $30 for a B12 drip, which was nice. Ooh. Kind of goopy. I should ask for that. They probably just told me they did it and just mm, charged me the 30 money. bucks. Good deal. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on before we orgasm <laughs> uh what was your craziest um my cra- okay so i have like a, an ethical question yeah. like this show on netflix like what is happening like seriously what is going on because they're like oh do you want to be like do you want to follow up with like the stuff that we're talking about on our our show buy all these products that we sell on our website of course they do like obviously we know that there are like commercial tie-ins with this but like what is is it like a commercial is it like an infomercial like what is happening like is the point of the goop show to sell goop products or is it Uh, just like yes and like why is netflix doing that Because they think that they'll get subscribers. Like it's a mutual beneficial relationship. I guess so. It's just weird because like there's no other show that has a tie-in like this. I mean, it really feels like I haven't seen anything like this since like G.I. Joe's or like (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or like kids shows in the 80s and 90s where like you bought a toy that corresponded with it. Like but I, I mean, it's like, it's so weird that this show is about like sexual education or whatever, but it's actually just like a mark. It's like a way to sell vibrators on their website. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Goop, obviously it's its own, they're not owned by Netflix, but they have like you know, a special relationship with Netflix, but yeah, I know, I know Netflix has been trying to like basically start their own big merchandise shop. Like, you know, how the, like Disney has the Disney store. So I, I assume in the future, like with squid game or whatever, those like honeycomb, let's say like honeycomb candies or whatever, like you could probably soon just go immediately on the Netflix gift shop and just buy those honeycomb things or, you know, a, Bridgerton hat or you know goop vibrator or um 
what else kaminsky method colonoscopy bag i don't know what you're i wish about. they had i wish they had that now i would definitely do my christmas shopping on the netflix, on the netflix. yeah well i mean that because that's the, the thing with netflix is they don't have the big like library like disney has or the big ip stuff so that's i think that's the future is what they're they're trying to do oh good so yeah it's all consolidating there's um, a netflix store at walmart oh great i just googled it 12 of the best things to buy from the new Netflix store at Walmart. So Netflix will probably just buy Walmart. A Funko Pop Witcher figure. (laughs) A Bridgerton graphic t-shirt. Oh my God, you're so right. A Queer Eye Fallon modern accent chair. Okay. Stranger Things stuff. We really do. We really need a communist revolution. This is getting too, too much. Cobra Kai. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. A lot of these things are like kids stuff, I think. Yeah. A lot of Stranger Things. Any uh, Dave Chappelle merch? <laughs> no. Um, not that I can see, but I'm only seeing the 12 best things, not everything. I see. Um, wow interesting okay. so yeah i mean netflix will probably buy goop or goop will buy netflix or it's all going to be one thing it there will only be one thing oh yeah there are squid game funko pops yeah i do want to try that honeycomb candy yeah there was a new york times recipe oh really okay i'll check it on out. um on it's on their instagram it's extremely it's very very simple i think it's just like the recipe, the ingredients are simple. It's just like the technique is a little yeah. complicated. Um, anyway. Well, all right. What would you try? Or no, we did crazy. We're still on crazy. No, that, that was that my crazy. Oh, that like, was your, oh, it's I my have ethical, to do, It's yeah. an ethical, ethical dilemma. Question. It's not yeah. craziest. It's just like, because what is crazy? I mean, like, I don't know anymore. But we probably like, shouldn't even say the word crazy anymore. It's I know, we keep saying that we need to change that because it's like, we don't say that anymore, but mentally here we are 2021 yeah, we'll yeah i don't know me, but. um mine this is i mean it's not even that crazy it's just like i can't deal with it it's the the mirror work up uh article by this are you supposed to do that you're supposed to show yourself your vagina well no it's even more than that so it started with the vulva you're supposed to look at your vulva in the mirror and now this woman amina peterson is saying that you're just supposed to like look at your whole naked body in the mirror every day and love it so sounds like a waste of time she says um when i was first confronted with mirror work so by by mirror work it's literally looking at yourself in the mirror i wouldn't necessarily call that work but so be it wow the practice of looking in the mirror and really seeing yourself it was challenging I went against everything I'd been told all my life about how I should see, how I should see myself and how I should see others. Mirror work moves us out of the space where our beauty is for other people to consume and not for us to realize. That's especially true for women and femmes. So if you don't know how to look at yourself in the mirror, she has a multi-step process. <laughs> okay so one set the space so you don't want clutter clean up your fucking shoes off the floor you just want you the space in the mirror um then you're supposed to cleanse by um doing your basanta sage palo santo smudge to your heart's content 
So the air is clean, the floor is clean, then prepare your body. So you don't, you shouldn't have clothes on, but you also don't want to just walk there naked because that's like too jarring. So you're supposed to- <laughs> Why would it be jarring? So okay, you're, supposed, you're supposed to have a robe on. A robe or a sarong. I feel like I see myself naked every single day. Yeah, but do you really look at yourself, Aggie? Or you're just... I actually do because I'm like constantly like poking and preening and plucking. And yes, everyone does. Um, I mean, when you take a shower... Yeah, I'm 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 not like staring at myself in the shower. I'm looking... After I get out of the shower... I, I mean, I fucking stare at myself in the mirror, like really hard. Okay. So maybe you're not naked, maybe not fully naked, like at my body, but like at my face, at I like face. stare at my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're supposed to step three, step in front of the mirror, disrobe in front of the mirror and se- then simply look at and notice yourself, acknowledge yourself without judgment, acknowledge yourself from head to toe the gray curls, the wrinkles, the furrows, the rosacea, the rosiness in your cheeks, the fullness of your lips, the color in your skin. Maybe I'm noticing that one of my areolas is larger than the other. I do that without judgment. I'm just seeing it. You move through your whole body like that. No judging, just seeing. And then, let's see. Oh, and then you're supposed to do affirmations. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for these breasts. It's I'm like s- at a certain point, like you are Stuart Smalley and yeah. like you can't do it. Like that will take more of your self-esteem than the other way around. I'm so grateful for this body that has moved me through childbirth. I love my body. My body is strong. I am not symmetrical and it is perfect. I'm here. I'm worthy. I mean, it literally is Stuart Smalley. I'm here. Yes. I'm worthy. This is my experience right now. And it's great. It is great. And then you're supposed to refer yourself as goddess. So she refers to herself as goddess Amina. So you're supposed to say goddess Aggie. Why would I call myself that? I mean, seriously, what kind of mental illness would I have if I was like, I am a goddess? I like, is there, is there a middle ground? Is there a way to just say, I don't want to jump off a fucking ledge because I have one areola bigger than the other (laughs) and I am a literal goddess. Like, can I just, can you just be human? Like human is good enough. Like, this sounds fucked up to me. Yeah. Um, she also refers to all of her clients as gods and goddesses and divine beings. Okay. Well, if everyone is a god or a goddess, then nobody is. I mean, well, that's kind of the point, right? I mean, I guess if you think of it through a monotheistic lens, then yes. But in well, our, world, I do. <laughs> our world of polytheism and self-empowerment everyone is a god or goddess she says are we polytheistic now i guess so she says it's it's important for us to be worshipped by ourselves and by our partners no it's not yeah i say it's important to be respected to respect yourself to respect your partner to worship is like i don't mean this lightly it's psychotic as in (laughs) you should be 51 50 straight to cedars Yes, I know. Ship you off to Bellevue. Yeah. Like that. I don't want my partner to worship me. I definitely don't worship him. And like, I don't like, I feel like if you're worshiping yourself, you're missing the bigger picture where it's like, if you, 
like in 12 step or whatever, like the point of believing in a higher power is like, it takes a lot of that pressure off you. Cause it's like, you don't have to be responsible for like how your body turned out or like what your face looks yeah, like. Yeah. Like 12 step is you're, you're, you're ultimately powerless. You're ultimately powerless. Which is, I, I think that's sort of problematic in its own way. Perhaps there should be some well, sort of middle ground. I think it's true. It's like, you are ultimately powerless. It's like, you didn't make the world. You didn't make, I mean, it's like you, you, it's like, give me the wisdom to wait. What is it? It's like, give me the strength to change the things I can to accept the things I can and the wisdom, and to, the know wisdom the to know the difference. So it's like, there are things you cannot change. They just are the way they are. And like, you are not in control of that. You don't need to like worship yourself because of that, but you can acknowledge that like, your body can do what it can do. And that's the extent of it. Yeah. And it's yeah. not your fault. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Referring, like referring to yourself as a God or goddess, it makes you, it then it gives, yeah, it gives you like the power and then, and then everything is determined by what you do. And then you're going to just go crazy. If, if you, if you really, if you really think that you are all powerful and that like, then, then ultimately, if you're, if you're not happy with your life or something goes wrong, you'll blame yourself because if you're goddess, then you should have done it. And also it's like, then what does that say about the people who don't worship you? I mean, cast them to hell, I guess. I guess. But like, I think it's also, and I'm not Christian. I'm not even really religious, but I do think it's like devilish to think of yourself as a goddess. Like, I think that that's evil. It's evil. It it's is like, evil. Yeah, it's, it's sick. Blasphemous. Yeah. It is sick. Oh, I don't know. But shouldn't do it. You know, look at your big old belly in the mirror and love it. Oh God. <laughs> Juggle it around. People um, have too much time on their yeah. hands, honestly. <laughs> like on is this it sounds like you have too much time on your hands. Yeah, go to work. Go to sleep. Go to work. Raise your fucking children. Yeah, Jesus what are your Christ. kids doing? Get your take your iPad back and go to the park. All right, enough, enough with this heathen, this heretic goddess Amina. Hmm. Yeah, we'll be the judge. Someone will be judging that on Judgment Day, and they're not going to like it. Yeah, it's I'll not going to be you. Judgment Day. I'll be looking down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what would you try? Okay, so what would I try? I, oh, I would try, okay, I already talked about this, but it's, like, I finished, so, like, as I was writing this list was when I had my, like, revelation that, like, I'm so pro-Gwyneth, and, like, I'm gonna just, like, try to literally copy her all the time, so, like, it literally was just aping Gwyneth's style, Okay. totally, like, just copying her and just trying to be just like Gwyneth. Cute. So, like, solid colors, lots of creams, blacks, those glasses. Hair, everything. Hair. Are you gonna are you gonna go blonde? Well, yeah, I mean, like I already technically am supposed to be blonde, but I guess it's grown out. <laughs> so <Sure>. yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. I'm oh, this is from Instagram. Uh I think they've basically moved all, like all of their food content just to Instagram. Like they never talk about it in the newsletters anymore. Well, maybe they fired that girl because you talk so much about her. I, I really don't want to be held responsible for Caitlin's um, firing. I don't yeah. know. No, I don't. They wouldn't. 
they wouldn't do that on account of me. <laughs> um, but this recipe, it looks okay. For one thing, I would try it is complicated. I'll say that. So I probably won't make it, but it looks so good. Um, and it's from the beauty chef, which I think we talked about her, and she's another one of these psychos, but um, it's a carrot and rosemary cake with labna frosting and cacao butter frosting. So two frostings. Oh, okay. it's so it's like a carrot cake, but you put also apples and walnuts and dates in it. So it's like a spice fruit cake. Oh. Um, and then you chopped up rosemary and then it's gluten free, of course. So it's like almond meal, buckwheat flour and arrowroot mm. um, and then nutmeg. And then you do. Oh, it's it's one. Fro- it's so the frosting is uh, cacao butter, maple syrup and labne. And it just, it looks really good. I love dates and cakes. I want to make a sticky toffee pudding again, like I did last uh, Christmas. They did sticky toffee pudding on Great British Baking Show last week, and it looked really good. Yeah. And I just love, I love anything with like spices and um, carrot cake is the best. So this looks great. Yeah. Those are honestly not my favorite kinds of desserts. Oh, really? They are mine. Yeah. I'm more of just like a good old fashioned, like chocolate or vanilla, like even most fruit, I don't really want it in the dessert, but like now I'll eat it like a fruit pie or whatever, but like, I don't really like to get too much spice involved in my, interesting in my sweets. I love, I think this is the British part of me. I just get really into these sort of gooey, creamy Christmas desserts with lots of like nutmeg and cloves. And I just, I just love all those flavors so much. Are you part British? I'm a quarter British. Yeah. My uh, father's mother was her parents um, emigrated from Britain. Okay. Yeah. So So your grandmother, my grandmother. Yeah. Or your great grandmother. My, my grandmother, she was, well, her dad was like a news photographer. So he lived all over the world. So she technically, I think was born in either New Zealand or Australia, but, um, but they're British. And then she grew up in the States. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm 20, as far as I know, 25%. uh, I do need to do like a ancestry.com. I did an ancestry.com and my family is like English, like live in England, like my dad is like lives in England and um I was always like yeah we're English whatever and then I took a DNA test and we're uh, like 100% Scottish oh interesting so I, that could be the case for me too I have no idea which I actually was kind of relieved because like I didn't want to be like an imperial mm-hmm. like one I wanted like the good one so because they're so far north Oh, okay. But it's also like the, I also don't know if like they, the DNA just like literally couldn't tell because like they live so far north. They're like closer to Scotland than to like any other like city in England. Yeah. So who the hell knows? But ethnically the Scots are like Celts. And then if you're English, aren't you descended from Anglo-Saxon? Yeah. So it's like a different. Yeah. But it's all fucking like phrenology like it's I think race science is just like not good in general well I guess it's like with that stuff it's just like where your family like came from yeah just like I don't know I'd be curious to do it and see I was surprised I think I might go in with my sister and split one and see what we are I don't know oh I guess like only one of you would have to do it yeah yeah but we'd be the same I mean 
Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, all right. What would you buy? Okay. I did buy. So I was like, Ooh. decided to be Gwyneth Paltrow. And I was like, this is me now. I'm just putting my money where my mouth is. And I bought on a whim, like right as we were starting to record this, I was like, I'm just going to buy the stuff that I want from Goop. Like, I'm going to just start buying the stuff that I want. Goop is this website that I'm constantly obsessed with. And I'm like, oh no, I couldn't possibly. Like, this is too nice for me. I can't buy this stuff. I'll spend the same amount of money that like a necklace or like a body wash or whatever would cost like on Goop at like Target on a bunch of garbage that will like, I will lose in like a week. Yeah. But I won't buy it on Goop because I'm like, that's too nice. Those days are gone, Brian. Woo. Okay. I'm buying this bitch's shit. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't buy one thing. I bought two things. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I'm I'm committing myself to this lifestyle. And I encourage everyone to hold me accountable. Okay. What were the two so, things? So I bought some shoes. First of all, I bought the, um, oh, what the hell are they called? They're like these like Italian sneakers. And I've like been into them for ever. Wait, I don't have, I'm just looking right now and I don't have a confirmation. That hmm. is a problem. Oh no, there it is. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Okay, so I got the Vea Campo sneakers. They're these like Italian like white sneakers with they have like a little green V on the side. You've probably seen them on the website. Let me check them out. They're very cute. They come in lots of different colors, but I think that Goop only has those green ones and I looked around and I couldn't find the green ones anywhere else so I'm not sure if that's like a goop exclusive or whatever but I got them from the goop website because like all the other websites didn't have those exact color oh I see they have the v on the side yeah yeah those are cute they're cute and I'm like look I like wearing shoes like that I like wearing sneakers I've been truly coveting these sneakers for like years why don't I buy them for myself? I don't know. I don't know. There's no reason. Yeah. And they're like, you know, a little pricey, but they're not any more expensive than another nice sneaker. No. Yeah. They're nice. Anyway, I bought those. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not done because I need to be good Gwyneth inside and out. So I bought the clean plate, which I didn't own. Wait, what's the clean plate again? cookbook oh you cool. have it right is that the one i have is that a gwyneth one yeah you do oh, i thought you had a couple no of i them. i do i like literally never <laughs> use them but yes i do have that one i mean this one seems kind of like a waste because i do think a lot of these recipes i've seen on goop proper yeah but i want the collection and you know they're just like all kinds of like, what if in the morning I had poached eggs over sauteed greens for breakfast? What if that's what I ate? I know. It's like, when are you ever opening up a cookbook first thing in the morning though? But never. Never. What if I do it so much it becomes second nature? Yeah. That's and then what you I'm have. like, oh, good morning. Time for my quinoa cereal with freeze dried berries. Yeah. And then like for lunch, I'll just whip up a chicken and zucchini kefta. Yes, exactly. 
No, I get it. I I have all the one I don't have is um like whatever my father's daughter the first one. That one is because I mean I'm gonna just say something that sounds really problematic and it's dumb, but it's like if I'm gonna buy a Gwyneth cookbook, I kind of want it to be like healthy ish. Like mm-hmm. I don't really want like a like hearty stick to your ribs like Italian cookbook, which sure, is like. Sure. I don't know why I think that's what that cookbook is. I could be totally wrong. No, I think it, I mean, I think it's less health food focused, but I think it probably is still like, I mean, she's still Gwyneth Paltrow. It's still like yeah. cleaning up her dad. Cause it, what didn't she, she got it after her dad or she did it after her dad passed away. Didn't, isn't that's why she got into all this stuff to begin with. Cause her dad got cancer. Oh, it's so dark. I'm like, really? That is dark. I had no idea. Yeah. But like, that is very disturbing. Look, clean carrot soup. Obviously, this is an incredibly easy recipe. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably guess what it is. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah. why not? Why no, not? Um, I, I love buying cookbooks. I buy too many of them. I just bought uh, a Hawaiian cookbook, which is really exciting. And yet, I what I need to do is actually, when I go gro- before I go grocery shopping, just pick one recipe that I'm going to do that week and make sure I can buy the, have the ingredients for that one recipe. Mm-hmm. and because then because it's like i do the same things every i do you know chicken thighs i do impossible burgers like i do pasta and it's just like that's all i do i know yeah i'm the same way um well hopefully you will use this cookbook and make a few things out of it i can't I'll even say if i opened it yeah my journey. all right oh okay so what i would buy i need this actually really badly is I'm almost out of my martini bath soak Mm -hmm. and I think I'm gonna go even harder because of my now new physical regimen of playing tennis once a week I'm gonna get the phys ed recovery bath soak oh that actually sounds really good yeah so it's for muscle pains and aches it has apple cider vinegar arnica and turmeric I'm -hmm. sure it will stain my bathtub yellow but Hey, it already is. No, I'm kidding. I got a bath soap from them that was like mustard. It was really good. It smelled yeah. really intense. It smelled disgusting, and it looked like mustard. It was. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it too. I love the the worse so the bath hard. soak smells, the better. Yeah, it works. It's great. So I'm gonna get that. I'm also gonna get. I I need to get a lip balm. I, lip balm. I my lips because of the change of season my lips got dry and started cracking and then i put um lip balm on and it just made it worse so i might try the goop lip balm because there's they think it's such a fucking genius product yeah um wait which one the goop one yeah i might try because i usually do i uh i've been using the like rose solve that you can get at like anthropology Oh, the quartz. Oh, the rose, but the the lip balm and the yeah, lip. and I think that makes it worse. It like it like my lips started just like cracking and bleeding and stuff. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was bad. That is bad. bad. Maybe you just need some like good old fashioned chapstick. Chapstick, but all those ones, I think they like they just like dry out your lips. It like does the reverse. That's like, what list, they say. Listex. I know. I think it's just like you need to not do it and then you need to like stop licking your lips because that's my problem is that once they start getting dry and cracked i'll just start licking them and then that makes it worse 
Yeah. Wow. But it's better now. I can smile again. A couple of days, like it was too painful to even smile. Oh, Brian. And I mean, if I can't smile, that means no one should be smiling. Well, you're the god. Of, <laughs> yeah. God, Brian. Hell. Me parading my naked body in front of the mirror. <laughs> my cracked lips. I mean, I don't know. I do feel like I also like when if I'm I'm often naked. I sleep naked. I'm I'm, I'm a very naked person. That's good. And I have a huge mirror in my bedroom my closet door is a mirror so it's like i'm not i'm no stranger to mm. my own body i'll just say that that's healthy that's healthy i think i have a healthy relationship with my body even though i'm like you know wish i wouldn't mind losing a few pounds but sure but who doesn't? i mean i don't think i'm like i don't have a complex or anything no, no, no. uh all right are we done oh yeah we're done we're done um Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, We will have our bonus app out shortly um, recounting our journey to the Goop Kitchen in Santa Monica and trying all of the items on their fall menu. Mm -hmm. So if if you haven't joined the Patreon, get on that. And... Is that it? I think that's it. All right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.